You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. All right, here we are, guys. Welcome to Triviality. It is a lay it on me, the first one in a while. Yeah, so actually back. a couple years since we've done this format. And very much like since the last time we've done this format, um, it's just Ken and myself. Yes, sitting across from me is the jet to my spike, the ad to my iron, and the man who makes my swordfish bebop. Because today <laughs> we are doing... <laughs> A Cowboy Bebop episode of Lady Yeah, Nami. so uh, we're very excited. Uh, there is an upcoming uh, Netflix series at the time of uh, release. Uh, and this is uh, for everyone's favorite introductory anime. So pretty much anyone who gets an anime has probably seen Cowboy Bebop. Um, absolute classic, uh, delightful classic show. Classic anime, probably one of the on best Hulu to and Netflix day. right now in the original 26-episode arc. Um, highly recommended. Yeah, probably one of the best quality anime out there. And like you said, a good gateway drug. Yeah. Um, I mean, gateway anime. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I thought you are going to go uh, gateway shuffle. but uh, Gateway shuffle, too. Yeah, uh, absolutely uh, excellent uh, series. So, well, we were excited about that. We thought we'd bring back the Laidami for a little bit of trivia about one of our absolute favorite shows. So, All right. Well, I know everything there is to know about Cowboy Bebop. Laidami. We're about to find out. All right, first question for you, Ken. I'm going to start it off with an easier one. What are the three things that Spike hates more than anything else? Oh, um, believe I don't know if he specifically says dogs, but he, he might just say pets, children, and women with attitudes. All right, I will give you that. Kids, animals, and women with attitude. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Spike, uh, much much the loner type in uh, at this point in his life. So no, True. This yeah. is that's per the English track. Yeah, that's true. Well, this is all based on the English translation. Uh, sorry for any of you who uh, prefer it in its original Japanese. So, <laughs> looking at you, Ken. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, one for for all the um, the sub loyalists out there, this has probably the best dub of any anime there is. Yeah, absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal voice work, um, and almost preferable, I would say. Yeah, it certainly gives it uh, just a little bit more of that uh, wonderful mood and vibe Cowboy Bebop is known for. So. And that's the first and last time you'll ever hear me say dub over sub. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right. Uh, question number two. Spike is frequently shown smoking or holding cigarettes with stems bent upwards or downwards. This could either be an homage to Jigen from Lupin the Third, or a subtle reference to which jazz pioneer? This pioneer was one of the founders of bebop and played with a trademark trumpet with the bell slanted. Oh, so I believe that was Dizzy Gillespie, right? With yeah. the slanted, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you nailed it, Dizzy Gillespie. So it's kind of, um, it's not sure uh, what the homage is to. Um, obviously, with the jazz references in the show, uh, it could be Dizzy or Lupin is uh, pretty heavily uh, one of the reference yeah yeah the one of the forefathers one of the things that uh kind of comes through bleeds through that show a nice. little bit so nice got that one all right that's uh 200,000 wulongs for me 200,000 wulongs um unfortunately much like the uh currency your score is fictional largely <laughs> uh, <laughs> in session 19 uh wild horses what is the name of miles favorite baseball team oh it's something it's i think it's the I think he's wearing blue, and I think it's a sock, so I think it's the blue sock. Yeah, it's the blue socks. Yes. Nice. Three for three so far, doing pretty well. All right, I'm going to step it up just a notch here. All right, so we're, we're entering phase two of difficulty? Yeah, they, they ramp up a little bit as I go. The questions now are worth 300,000 Wulongs apiece. Yeah. Pretty soon you'll have enough for a full bounty. Fun thing about Wulongs. Featured also in um, some of the other Shinichiro Watanabe anime. Oh, really? I'm trying to remember if it's in Carolyn Tuesday, but I think it's definitely in um, um, Space Dandy, okay. the Wulong currency system. But um, no, it is in Carolyn Tuesday as well, but it's um, it's not the same like denomination. Right. Yeah. So uh, that's interesting. Yeah, just a little disclaimer here. Obviously, uh, this is recorded before the Netflix series, so this is going to focus just on the anime. I don't even believe I put a question in about the film. So, Oh, uh, that's too bad. It is good. The film is often overlooked, and it's probably one of the best anime films out there. Yeah, it certainly is, certainly is very solid. But, um, you know, I would be inspired to maybe write another one or two of these because there's, there's a lot actually in Bebop uh, once I started digging into it that I really enjoyed. So question four. Miles, again, loudmouth baseball fan and apprentice to Doohan, the man who built and repairs Spike's fighter craft, the Swordfish 2. At the end of the episode, Miles aids Doohan piloting a modified version of which space shuttle? So this is interesting because I think the shuttle in question crashed after this episode aired. Not like right after, but... And I think it's the Columbia. Yeah, so the Columbia is the space shuttle. Um, I believe that... Um, disintegrated in midair while they were trying to land i want to say that was 2004 right uh which would have been six years after the anime but you have that correct it is the space shuttle columbia i remember seeing that in retrospect and being like wow that is super weird yeah i mean it was a one in four chance or one in five chance since you know one of them already was destroyed uh before the episode filmed or was created all right question five uh what are the names of the duo that hosts the bounty hunting show big shot Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> doo, 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 doo. Um Hak Ho No, Hokim is one of the old guys. We'll get to that a little later. Judy? Yeah. You're one for Is it Punch and Judy? Yeah, it's yeah. Punch and Judy. <laughs> I think they're named after um like a the classic puppet. puppets, yeah. The racist puppets. Yeah. 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 Or may, are they racist? I don't know if they're racist, but they're they definitely might have a racist character, puppets. but it's like it's like really like dark stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. 
Uh, well, you're doing great. So, so far, uh, five for five. That's uh, one third of the questions down. So, 10 to go. Number six, the man who approaches his ailing mother at the airport in the Real Folk Blues is Punch from Big Shot. Uh, what does his mother call him by, indicating Punch is likely a stage name? Yeah, that's what I was like getting confused by. Um, is it Al- Alphonse? No, that's Al's. That's yeah, Alphonse, right? You're or, you're very close. All right, what is it? You want a hint? No. Okay. <laughs> Alfredo. Alfredo. Yeah. <laughs> I was also confused by that. I had, to, I had to go back and look that one up just to make sure I had that right. But uh, right. Alfredo. We'll put one in the lose column. Yeah, I think you're going to add another one here because uh, this I'll one... let you know what it is in the Japanese track. Maybe the same. Okay. Uh, this one you, you're probably going to get wrong. Uh, this one is probably the hardest question of the entire uh, run okay, here. So. The capsule in which Faye was cryogenically preserved has which code written on it? An obvious reference to Star Trek and the ship Enterprise. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't know the number. Okay, <laughs> uh, NCC seventeen zero one B, which Sorry, is the Trekkies. call sign for the Enterprise. But there, uh, there are a lot of references in Cowboy Bebop, so I just chose to pick that one. But there are very many good ones. Sorry, Trekkies. All right, question eight. Uh, simple question, but suspiciously hard. Uh, when I thought back on this one. What was the name of the last woman Jet Black was seriously involved with? The name? So she's in the Ganymede Elegy. Yep, that would be the one. Episode. I was, uh, so I've been re-watching it, but I've only gotten through seven episodes or so. Okay. So I'm just on the verge of watching this episode. I believe it's episode eight, right? Is it? Uh, or nine? 10? This is, Ed's already there, so I believe it's 10, because 8 is Waltz for Venus. All right, so I'm like two episodes before this one, and I wish that I had watched it. Is it, I don't know. Uh, I'm just going to say Jenny. Elisa. Elisa. Yeah. Specifically, if you're looking for the uh, English spelling, A-L-I-S-A. Okay. So. All right, question nine. Although Shinichiro Watanabe claims it was a coincidence, Spike Spiegel may be named after which music video director turned filmmaker? Sam? Is it Sam Spiegel? No. Sam Spiegel is a Humphrey Bogart character, I think. uh, Well, he was born Adam Spiegel. Well, I don't know. Spike Jones. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, total coincidence. But uh, yeah. So it's wait. So Adam Spiegel's is Spike Jones's real name. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, that's that's some good trivia right there. Yeah. I had no idea. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Or call she, the police. Or call the police, like she should have, <laughs> exactly. 
Exactly. What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then from beneath the Hollywood sign is the gin joint for you. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. All right. You were talking about them earlier. Let's see if you can pull them out. Often seen hanging out in and around bars, the three old men, as they're affectionately known, survive many shootouts and mainly act as comic relief through their many appearances in the show and in the movie. While everyone who has seen the show certainly knows of the three old men, most don't know their names. Yes. What are their names? So Hokim is one of them. Which are shared by one Brazilian musician, oh, the father of Bossa Nova. Oh, now you're done? Yeah. Hokim. Hokim. Uh, I'll give you that one. Carlos. It, it's Jobim, but Jobim. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Carlos. Yes. And I don't know the third one. I'm going to say one. Mm, think again. You were maybe confusing him with uh, Punch earlier. Alphonse. Antonio. Antonio. Antonio, Carlos, and Jobim. So, yeah. Um, named after famous Brazilian musician and father of Bossa Nova, Tom Jobim. Antonio, Carlos, and Jobim. All right. With that miss, we draw even. Ooh. I knew I wrote this as a hard game, Ken. So, don't, no, no, that's don't okay. feel bad. I feel good. Uh, I would. All right. Question 11. I've got 500,000 Wulongs. It's true. All. It's true. Uh, what was Edward's lesson lesson in the episode Toys in the Attic? Hint. It doesn't make for good advice in real life. According to Spike, the real lesson is don't leave things in the fridge. Ed's lesson pertains to, yes, especially to to children. Yeah, I would say so. Um, But she says, if you see a stranger, follow them. Yeah, if you see a stranger, follow him. Yeah, I will give you full points Terrible advice. (laughs) For an an approximately nine-year-old girl. Yeah. (laughs) Good pull on that one. Uh, all right. Question 12. Um, so this is the only one that, uh, concerns a specific bounty. Uh, what is the size of the bounty on Mao Yenrai? At the time, it is the largest bounty the crew of the Bebop run into. 25 million Wulongs. I will give you, 20, with, uh, do you want me to give you within a percentage? Seven. It's 27 or 28 million Wulongs. It is 28 million Wulongs. I will give you, I'll give you that one. I'll be a little generous. Right. 28 million. Because I just watched that one, oh, did you? and I was like, I was like keeping track of the bounties. I was like, okay, this guy's eight. like trying to trying to size up the the size of right, the crime, you know? Right, right. Yeah, they don't really match uh, very well. 
Um, I will ask you a question about one of your favorite episodes. Um, in the session, Piero Le Fou, uh, the episode references not only the 1965 Jean-Luc Godard film of the same name, but also is the title of a similarly named Yellow Magic Orchestra song, Mad Pierrot. In another reference to the Yellow Magic Orchestra, the main villain of the episode is given what code name, which shares its pronunciation with a song by the group? Oh, the code name. Um, code name. Shoot. Um, give me. Can you give me a hint? It's like it's not like a proper word, right? It seems like it's potentially a Japanese word or two words. I, I don't think I can come up with it off the, on the spot right now. Okay. But if you have a hint. I don't know how I'd hard. write a hint for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's very right. specific. I can't I can't come up with it. Tongpu. Tongpu. That's right. Yeah. All right. Since I gave you a question about your favorite episode, I thought maybe I would give you one least about favorite. your least favorite episode, Boogie Woogie Feng Shui. You don't know shui. anything about my least favorite episode. It's Boogie Woogie Feng Shui. It could be. That's everybody's history. <laughs> nah, I don't, I don't know. All right. No, I'm not going to do that to you. Uh, so I'll ask you a different question entirely. Um, Sitting Bull has a nickname for Spike, principally Swimming Bird. But what is his nickname for Jet? Um, <laughs> I want to say... Alcoholic I, beverage. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> uh, I'm not get, I, I thought it was this, but I was like, wait, am I getting confused with cheap beer? Uh, <laughs> but I think it's Rolling Rock. It's Running Rock. Running Rock. Yeah, yeah. Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> all right I'm giving myself credit i would uh i think you're doing pretty well i think you're gonna survive this uh this episode but do i just need 50 percent? is that what you need to survive the late on me i think so i think that's the rules and if it's not it is now because it's been forever since we did one um but the last question is by far the most important okay uh this is by the count of redditor blinkatron this is confirmed by me there are five episodes in which the crew of the bebop actually catch a bounty Name three of them. Yeah, so I was thinking about this. So one of them is uh, uh, Waltz for Venus. Okay, that's one. Because they catch uh, Huey, Dewey, and Louie for sure. And then probably P- Pizarro, I think. Um, one of them is My Funny Valentine, I believe, because they have that guy tied up at the beginning of the episode. Is that two? Is that one of them? Uh, that, that is too, but I believe the bounty you're thinking of is they catch Faye's, um, boyfriend. Oh, okay. He's not worth very much, but they do, they do catch him. And the, th- there's five episodes where they catch a bounty? Technically, yes. You're kidding. Um, <laughs> they, they catch and get paid for a bounty? Um, there's one where they technically fulfill the criteria for catching the but bounty, they but they don't, they don't necessarily, they don't get paid explicitly. And that's the that's the iffy one I'm calling here. All right, so that's uh, that's jamming with Edward then, because they catch the the satellite and they don't get paid for it. Uh, and they also catch. I'm not counting that. Really? No, because they they can't get paid on that bounty explicitly. And they catch. Well, they they catch um, the guy in um, Bohemian Rhapsody too, but they let him go. Right. So that doesn't count. Nope. Oh my gosh, you're killing me, man. Uh, Teddy Bomber? Teddy Bomber. They catch him, right? Yeah. What episode is that? Cowboy Funk. Cowboy Funk. Okay. Right, I'm giving yeah. myself a point. Yeah. Um, so to go through that, I have, by my count, Waltz for Venus. Um, you said it. They uh, they uh, do catch Huey, Dewey, and Louie at the beginning of the episode. Um, they catch Elisa's boyfriend 
in Ganymede Elegy. Oh, yeah, they do. Jet chases him down, and the police come get him. Uh, My Funny Valentine, they arrest Faye's boyfriend. Well, they have a guy tied up in the bebop at the beginning of that one, too. They right? might as well. But, yeah. they yeah, they also do catch him at the end. Um, Cowboy Funk, as you mentioned before, with the Teddy Bomber, is caught and processed. And then the one that I counted is they um, there is a bounty out to stop the ship in Black Dog Serenade. And they do catch and stop the ship. They don't explicitly get paid for that. Okay. So. Cool. Redditor Blinkatron, thanks for the help. I don't know who you are, but um, you had some great episode uh, comments here. So, uh, unfortunately, Ken, sorry, you're going to have to censor this. Uh, I'm just going to recap a few of the ones that I thought were funny. Well, you censor it yourself. Okay, fine. Um, So, episode two, uh, four words, F bounties, acquire Ein, Mm -hmm. which might be one of the most succinct and apt uh, <laughs> recaps of any single episode I've ever seen. But uh, yeah, the uh, that's where I, I was able to double check some of my work here. But uh, I think you uh, you did quite well. I wrote a very hard game on purpose. I know you're an avid fan of Cowboy Bebop and you got what, nine out of 15? Uh, looks like it. Yeah. Yeah. So not bad. For the uninitiated, uh, why don't you tell them a little bit about Cowboy Bebop's background now that we failed to do that at the beginning of the episode and uh, what you like about it. Oh, like uh, like what it's about? Yeah. Sure. It's a space jazz western, I guess. Kind of similar to Firefly, if you like that show, um, but in anime form. It's got the coolest main character uh, in the world and a lot of uh, cool side characters that they go and try to catch bounties and they're not too good at it, but they learn lessons along the way. I do feel like one of the strengths of the show, um, the music for sure. Um, Yoko Kano does an absolutely brilliant job scoring it. It ranges from heavy metal to funk to jazz to, you know, it's, it's almost unbelievable that one band and one composer did all of those different styles. Um, but the show just also holds up very well. I mean, there's a lot of universal themes in there, you know, about belonging and, you know, can you escape your past and and things like that? And I also find that uh, the show is much more progressive than a lot of shows from the late '90s. So um, all around, I think it's a it's a it's a brilliant watch, and it's only like 12 hours. <laughs> yeah, and if you're like uh, no anime type of person, give it give it a quick go and see is, what you think. It is one of the ones that I recommend for non-anime people just to maybe get their feet a little wet. So. Well, that'll do it for today. It looks like I survived the lay it on me with a score of 9 out of 15. I get 900,000 Wulongs to my bank account. Yep. You just have to give me your card and I'll uh, process that transaction when we're done. Thank you very much. And uh, that'll do it. Uh, See you, Space Cowboys. Calling all trivia nerds, Brittany here, and I host the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast with my best friend, Meredith. Is your next car ride looking like a snooze fest? (laughs) We've got The Cure, three rounds of awesome trivia every week. Harry Potter, Disney, science, sports, you name it. No more silent car troubles. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Connect, laugh, and learn with your kids, big and small. (laughs) New episodes every week, wherever you get your podcasts, search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast.